0: Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But not just any bay. It's a Baywatch. Because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School. A podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. Oh, I'm Morgan Thrash, I guess. <laughs> I'm punished,
1: Morgan <laughs> Uh
0: Now, Michael, I have a few notes that I want to go over before we get into the episode. Just kind of set up the background of this episode here. Sure. This being, of course, uh, season two, episode 17, The Chamber. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so it was written by Alan Swire and Greg Segal, who had previously had only done a short called American Wilderness, uh, and it was directed by St. Gregory J. Bonin, aired on March 2nd, 1992. As for guest stars this episode, first up, we have Kevin Page as Hal, the dad saved from drowning. You may know him from playing 17 different characters on Wishbone, or you may know him as the character Stu Schermack on Seinfeld, who is an NBC exec who tells Jerry to make a show about nothing. Wow. Have you, have you ever watched Seinfeld, Morgan? I've seen maybe six or seven episodes ever. I've seen the Soup Nazi episode. I've seen uh, the Jerk Store episode. Sure. Um, and probably a couple others, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. If you had to describe the plot to Seinfeld, how would you describe it? Uh, a sitcom about nothing. Okay, fair. Good, good.
1: <laughs> I was I was just making sure we're on the same page.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I've spent enough time on the internet and in comedy circles that I can, I at least know in the, like, basic memes <laughs> and premises of Seinfeld, Morgan, aren't those the same circles? Ha ha ha! Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, also, we have Will Estes as Cooper, the young kid who says that his dad is drowning. Uh, you may know him as one of the main characters in all eleven seasons of the show Blue Bloods. Uh, He also plays J.J. Pryor, a main character in about 60 out of 61 episodes of the early 2000s show American Dreams, about a 1960s Philly fan, Philly's fan, Philly's family, (laughs) dealing with America. (laughs) That would be funnier if it was a 1960s Philly's fan. (laughs) Like, he's only a
1: fan of the Phillies from the 60s.
0: (laughs) Okay, here's my pitch. It's Alf, but with the Phillies fanatic. (laughs) Ooh.
1: <laughs> Does Alf still get abducted at the end? Uh,
0: sure. I mean, I've literally never seen an episode of Alf. but what? I, I kind of enjoy <laughs>
1: Alf. Alf is very of its time and weird and odd and also not what you would expect if anyone ever described to you Alf.
0: I know that he's an alien who eats cats, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like if uh, Fozzie Bear was, like, thrown into a vat of radioactive liquid. That's basically him.
0: Okay. That sounds horrifying. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but finally, Will Estes was in seven episodes of the show Kelly Kelly, a show not about <laughs> pro wrestler Kelly Kelly, as I know all of you are thinking and I am certainly thinking as well. Uh, but rather Kelly Novak, the head of the English department, the Kelly Novak, the head of the English department, accidentally falls off a ledge and gets caught by a firefighter named Doug Kelly. They hit it off and fall in love. But when she meets his children, she faces rejection from his daughter, Maureen. And this lasted an entire seven <laughs> episode, It feels six episodes longer than it yeah. should have lasted. <laughs> I love
1: the premise of hit, uh, her first name is Kelly. His last name is Kelly. It's true love.
0: it's it's proto Kramer versus Kramer sure okay (laughs) in that the whole title is uh you know just a play based on names I've never actually seen Kramer versus Kramer neither have I I always assumed as a kid it was about Kramer from Seinfeld So did I. Oh, okay, good.
1: Again, (laughs) we're on the same page. Great.
0: (laughs) I think I thought that until probably three or four years ago. thought you were going to say three seconds ago. (laughs) 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 No, I know it's Meryl Streep and someone else, and they're going through a divorce. It's Meryl Streep. Wait, that's what that's that's about? I didn't even know Meryl Streep was in it. I thought it
1: was like Dane DeVito and someone else in like... (laughs) Like they steal something hijinks. I didn't know this.
0: Yeah, no, it's like a divorce, devoiced lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. Wow. wow, I love it. Um, it's Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. That makes sense. I guess. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a couple of real good actors there, so I'm sure it's good. The last little bit on uh, this particular actor is that they were also a main character on the show Kirk, starring Kirk Cameron, main human on The New Lassie, and finally, a main character on the show Migo. Now, Morgan, can you guess what Migo is about? (laughs) Well, Morgan, why don't you guess? Well, the problem is I have your notes in front of me. Yes. So I'm going to say that, in fact, it's a show about a wacky alien who lands on Earth where he is befriended by some children who convinced their recently widowed father to hire him as their nanny. Yes. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, and some of the cast for the 13 episodes are Bronson Pinoche 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Ed Begley Jr. Michelle Trattenberg Jonathan Lipnicki, Will Estes, Bob Denver, who plays Gilligan, Don Wells, who plays Marianne, Maggie Lawson, and Jaleel White. Holy shit, what is this show? I know, right? It's insanely cast. Yeah, that is amazing. And the premise, just like, what in the actual fuck? It feels very, uh, like,
1: Third Rock from the Sun adjacent, you know? I that's another show I've never actually seen. It's funny. I mean, I guess I think I, I don't remember a lot. I watched some of it. Do you know the plot of it?
0: Uh, it's I know it's um fucking what's his face from inception. Um, and they're stuck on a spaceship. Oh, uh, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, you know, they're, they get- they're,
1: they're like on Earth. They're aliens from the third rock from the sun pretending to be humans. Ah, so they kind of blend in with human nature. It very much to me feels like uh, also an adjacent
0: but actually funny Big Bang Theory. I think I was getting it confused with um, Red Dwarf, a show that I've seen. I think one episode. Of. Ah, yes, Red Dwarf is much funnier.
1: Uh, and you Good are know. correct; it is two guys trapped on a spaceship in the future. Uh, okay, everyone else is dead.
0: Sounds exciting
1: It is They really They they love eating curry (laughs) And one of them is kind of bohemian And the other one's really stuck up
0: And that's it Alright Well, I think uh, I think with all that out of the way uh, Michael, why don't you take us into the episode? Yeah,
1: guys There's really a lot to talk about in this episode Oh, boy Uh, This episode is actually, though I'm lying I just lied to you. Um, I don't know if I can regain your trust. Uh, This episode's a lot of nothing. So Mm -hmm. we start off with Mitch doing a weird Italian accent saying they're going to name a movie, The Buchanan, uh, a movie. I read my notes literally. They're going to name a (laughs) The Buchanan in boogie boarding uh, because he thinks that's cool. Mm -hmm. Hobie then brings up that him and Gail were talking about moving back to Ohio for, for school And he would spend summers in California, um, like we knew about episodes ago, right? In season one, where she was discussing, oh, maybe I'll bring Hobie back with me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hobie misses his mom, but if he goes, he'll miss his dad. And so his dad tells him, don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry (laughs) worry about it. Because he doesn't want to think about it. So Mitch does what Mitch always does, I guess, and asks... (laughs) Captain Thorpe for advice. Uh, yeah, I was curious about that choice. Yeah, Captain Thorpe ain't necessarily good with you know matters of the personal nature. Uh, mm-hmm. During that time, he was like, "I my wife left me, and so I'm no gonna buy cars." <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so Mitch got a letter from Craig that has a picture mm-hmm. from of Craig and Gina but the picture is literally just a picture from when they went gambling on that boat in season one. Yeah. Someone took a picture of them and they're just like, look how much we've grown in the past. Uh, also apparently Gina is pregnant. Now, Mm -hmm. Morgan, can you guess if that ever comes up again in this TV show?
0: Uh, well, it's a real, it's a real tough conundrum there given how much continuity this show normally has. Uh, I'm gonna go wait, with, wait, no. wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you guess, actually, mm-hmm. what if I told you that Craig does come back in the show much later on, like six or seven seasons from now?
0: Interesting. Uh, I would still answer? say I would still say no, not a chance. This is immediately dropped and we never think about it again. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does not bring up his kids ever, um, mm.
1: assuming that they were born, assuming there weren't any complications. But neither yeah. does he bring up Gina either. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I just don't think she mattered at that point. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. But apparently Craig is looking for a consultant for a diving company. I don't I don't know what that means. But yeah, Craig got a job interview for Mitch and Mitch said tells his boss that he would make double But have to travel a lot and leave Hobie with Gail. What do you think? Like, (laughs) don't tell your boss this and then say, what do you think? He's going to say, stay with me. Instead, actually, though, what Thorpe does is he doesn't give him an answer at all. He just says, go for a ride on a kayak and think. (laughs) 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 Which is honestly like galaxy brain level manipulative. Uh, mm-hmm. To say I'm not gonna give you an answer. You're just never gonna. You're never gonna get an answer from me. But then we get some flashbacks. We get some flashbacks. Oh boy, to uh, to heat wave back when uh, Mitch and Craig were trying to save Hobie, and we see mm-hmm. Hobie, but it's new Hobie instead of the original Hobie. So they had to reshoot the scenes. Oh,
0: you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so funny to me. They had to re Yeah. Instead of just cutting it, they literally were like, Okay, Hobie. Okay, Jeremy Jackson, get in this pit. <laughs> we gotta have you nearly drown for the sake of a flashback.
0: Yeah. That's
1: wild. Yep. Then uh Mitch finds a kid who says his dad was diving and now he's trapped. Oh no. <laughs> then we see Eddie and he starts necking Shawnee and she says, mm-hmm. Who is that? Who could that be? Could it be Zaboomafoo? Who could
0: it be now?
1: Oh, that's also a good one. Um it's the tie for best who could it be now is uh Men at Work and the Zaboomafoo theme song. So God yeah. yes I fucking um, loved Zaboomafu as a kid. That show is amazing. It's a great show. Uh, Zabumafu unfortunately died a few Yeah, years. I heard about that. Everybody who has a heart heard about that. Um, <laughs> the next time I'll feel that much pain is when one of the Wiggles die, who, in fact, <laughs> celebrated their 30th anniversary a few a few days ago. Um, wow. So shout out to the Wiggles. Because uh, <laughs> I know they're listening. <laughs> The big, big Wiggles and Baywatch crossover. Audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, we do a Wiggles <laughs> podcast.
0: I, yeah, I would guest on that. <laughs> would you be a permanent guest? Uh, I think that's called being a co-host and I would be <laughs> delighted.
1: <laughs> the be our Baywatch, the OC Wiggles crossover. podcast. <laughs> uh, but Johnny says, who is that? Let me guess captain thorpe and then he says wait what why why would captain <laughs> Thorpe?" and uh i think it's very funny uh because they then mentioned that captain
0: thorpe has fangs <laughs> yes that exchange was so weird it was very cute and funny between the two of them but i was i don't know it just struck me as odd in the moment and now morgan are you ready for jokes uh sure
1: because let me tell you, usually I have some jokes that I do mm-hmm. in this show. I have one joke, and it just goes on over and over. Okay. Uh, so get ready for it. Yeah, I think you'll pick up on it maybe by the second or third time. Yeah. So you All right. Are you ready for this? I'm I so ready, Michael. Eddie calls into the Coast Guard to tell them that they have a Van Halen. Do you get that? Do you get that joke? Cause, because
0: Eddie Van Halen?
1: No, because of their album Diver Down. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a good joke. <laughs> Mitch says if they don't come back in 10 minutes, he'll need to free dive. Free dive mm-hmm. meaning you know, he doesn't have any oxygen. So uh, some planes go off. Mitch gets ready to free dive. Mitch free dives. Mitch rescues dad. Mitch gets a radio head. Do you get that one? (laughs) The Benz? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Mitch goes to hospital and he gets mad that it takes a long
0: time to decompress people. Mm -hmm. Now, Michael, would you say that this is a specific hospital or more of a general hospital? Uh, I would say this is more of a
1: ER. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Uh, This is a great question. Uh, I, have, I didn't think of a joke for that. Haha, uh, ha, I win this episode. <laughs> no, you don't. You have to hear the rest of them. Uh, apparently, though, if you put them in a helicopter and skim the water, it will
0: decompress them. I don't know how this well, works. So, yeah, I was very confused by all of this as well. Um, And what they say is that if they take Mitch in a helicopter to another hospital, then he'll be too high in the air and the pressure will cause him to have seizures. But if he's closer to the water, then he'll be fine. So the Coast Guard have to skim the water in the hospital because it's going to take eight hours for the other guy to decompress. And Mitch doesn't have time for that. So So why do they have have to skim the water not just like fly a little bit above like skim
1: versus a bit above is different to me
0: yeah i mean they don't actually skim the water in any of the shots so i think they're just saying get as low as possible that's not that hard <laughs> i mean i don't know i'm not a helicopter pilot i don't know what the fuck's hard in helicoptering <laughs> i'm not a helicopter pilot either but ever like we've seen
1: a billion not a billion times but like Episode two of this show has a helicopter pilot skimming the water so Mitch can jump out and punch someone like I feel like it's
0: not insanely hard. (laughs) No, I mean, I agree. And Eddie even says, like, listen, if anyone can do it, the Coast Guard can. They've shown that they can. And the doctors are like. I just don't know if it's possible, but also Mitch is going to die if he stays here. So fuck it. I guess it's our best option. Damn it. Um. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. <laughs> and then uh, Mitch has a do you know how hard I look for a famous non compilation album called Flashback? I searched for a long time and I found nothing. There's a compilation album. Wow. There's no non-compilation albums I could ever find released called Flashback. There's some Hmm. singles, but uh, maybe we can change that one day. Anyways, (laughs) uh, my next note is more flashbacks somehow since the last flashback, which was my Mm -hmm. previous note. They then take Mitch to Baywatch HQ and Thorpe says, don't worry, Mitch, you're home with your own, Um, which, okay, I guess yeah. That like he wants doctors though. I guess. <laughs> uh, then they put him in the Lenny Kravitz, a <laughs> because eh? eh, of his song "The Chamber." Uh, ah, can't uh, say yes, I know that one. Yeah, it, It's like a 2015 single. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the most famous song called "The Chamber." Uh, but I, I considered doing like a Wu Tang reference uh, there, but yeah, I. But that's like I
0: wanted just the chamber anyway. Sure. uh, More flashbacks this time. Well, we're talking mm -hmm. while we're talking about flashbacks, the ripple dissolve. Oh, my God. The ripple dissolve (laughs) and the music. It's just like just such perfect 90s editing. I think we're going to have something
1: more perfect 90s editing wise later, but (laughs) well, (laughs) but we'll get to that. Uh, but yes, I agree. It, this episode is just so nineties. Uh, you would not do this in 2021 at all. No, this episode would not exist. Uh, No, this time Eddie is having a flashback. Uh, Mitch has an Ian Curtis. I got nothing. I don't even know who that is. Um, Ian Curtis was the lead singer of joy division who was for his live performances where he would have a seizure on stage and people would think he was Hmm. dancing, Um, but he was really just seizing. And then he would, he would recover from the seizure and then he continued singing. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Punk is crazy. Anyways. Yeah. uh, Mitch has more flashbacks of himself, but shirtless doing things as he (laughs) struggles in the chamber. Uh, Uh, the man Mitch saved is going to be fine, though. And Eddie says, if Mitch dies, I didn't do anything. Well, what could you have done, Eddie? Like, you weren't there. You can't speed up the process. I don't know what you want.
0: Well, and it's also supposed to be this very, like, quote-unquote clever mirroring of Mitch saying the same thing about the man he rescued from drowning earlier in the episode. It's not clever, though. But that was, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. And... It's nothing. Right. Like, it's not a callback. It, it's just lazy writing.
1: Yes. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Though so the next thing I think is very interesting. All of a sudden, they completely change the way they shoot the episode. And mm-hmm. the episode changes to, like, horror-style shots of, like, these weird yeah. upward angles. Um, and everyone talks differently. It's very weird. I like it. Um, but it just comes out of nowhere. Um, Because so it's Mitch is sitting there in the chamber looking up through the like the the porthole uh, and he sees Shawnee and it's just this creepy shot. I don't know. It's so odd. Yeah. And they don't they don't keep doing it. They just do like this one. scene. (laughs) Um, But then Shawnee gets a mic so she can talk to Mitch and she tells him to hang in there, sport. Uh, (laughs) and then we get a flashback to Shawnee's weird pilot movie outfit
0: that has a part cut out of it yeah yeah. I was real upset that they only do like five or six clips in this clip show episode and one of them is the one where Mitch slut shames Shawnee cool great glad you felt like that was the one worth bringing back there's so many better Shawnee moments Uh, yeah then Mitch, and it's the one, the one flashback that involves her at all. Yep, yep, exactly. On, uh,
1: then Mitch opens his eyes and wakes up and shouts to get him out of there. The chamber opens, mm-hmm. and out walks the prime human specimen, uh, <laughs> Mitch Buchanan. Turns out, uh, Mitch has pulled a Shannon Doherty. Hey, I got nothing. Okay, so. No. Her character, Prue, in the show, Charmed, her character, (laughs) like her, her main powers that she can astral project. Ah. That's her thing. Okay. Uh, But also, Prue lasts two seasons and they killed her off because Shannon Doherty was just a huge asshole to everyone. And they're like, ah, we we don't want you anymore. So they got Rose McGowan instead. Uh, Gotcha. uh, No one hears him. He sees Hobie, and Mitch Mitch's heart just breaks asunder. Uh, he responds about as well as I would if I had this paranormal thing happen to me. Uh, he then waves his hand through Hobie <laughs> and yeah. goes through him, and I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. It's so good. Uh, yeah, it's just like I'm a ghost. No. <laughs> and then Hobie looks at his dad and just goes, "Please don't die." Okay. Yeah. Another flashback, or is it? Mitch has ascended <laughs> to water heaven. Like angelic music plays as a beam of light shines down on Mitch in the water as he swims up toward the light in the sky. Yeah, I saw the light. Uh, he then makes his way out of the water and um, he's fine, like he's just mm-hmm. free now. It's 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 weird, like it was a specific point he needed to reach to be over the decompression rather than like a rolling thing of like, oh wow, I'm awake now, but I'm hazy and weak. Like, it's very, yeah, it's very weird. And uh, then in slow mo, everyone congratulates him. Sorry, I should mm-hmm. said. Everyone pulls a Neon Genesis Evangelion where everyone goes, congratulations, congratulations,
0: Uh, because you sat through this. Mitch, then I I will say the shot of Mitch ascending through the water in the beam of light is probably one of the most gorgeous shots they've ever done on Baywatch.
1: Oh, agreed. It's very good. It just should not be in this episode.
0: Oh, yeah, no, to be clear, like, the only thing you need to see from this episode to spoil my rating in a couple minutes now, uh, the only thing you need to see is a still image of that shot. And then you're good. Yep. <laughs> uh, then Mitch turns down Craig's job because he
1: enjoys who he works with. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitch asks Hobie if he's Billy Ocean to the Jackson Five. Yeah. Are you ready to boogie? Hmm. Uh, and Mitch then says he's Hank Williams because he saw the light. Oh, my God. The end. Anyways, <laughs> uh, before we get to our ratings, I'd like to read you Matthew J. Vasquez, 22, uh, who wrote in March 2021, this review. Wow, man. This is one of the funniest episodes of television ever. Uh. I was in tears from laughing so hard. What? To my family, and they were cracking up, too. Hey, what? Seriously, this is like the room good. Do yourselves a (laughs) favor and check this one out. It's like one montage after another with Mitch doing a world record free dive, baby. He has some out-of-body experiences, and it's all funny. Ten out of ten. The early episodes, uh, the early seasons were so funny, and this episode is a stand-up for me. I start all Baywatch newcomers with
0: this episode. That is such a wild take. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I can't even I can't even be mad. Like, I'm just I'm just confused. I'm flabbergasted. Like,
1: I like Baywatch and I hate this episode. Or I would not spoilers. I would not introduce <laughs> yeah. someone to Baywatch with God, this episode. No. no, this is maybe the last ep- even the racist episodes I would probably show before this. Yeah. So, Morgan, uh, mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is ruining your food so bad that the smoke alarm goes off, and 10 is getting your boy toy, David off to talk to you about Wuthering <laughs> Heights,
0: where would you rate this? So, I mean, it's not a high rating, but it also at least wasn't offensive in any way other than offensively boring. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a, a 3, It's, it's nothing. It's a boring as shit episode. It's a clip show episode and not even one where like, like we're only half, a little over halfway through season two. I guess we're most of the way through season two at this point. Jesus. Um, but there aren't, there hasn't been enough stuff that's happened for them to do an interesting clip show yet. So it's just two clips of the same episode and then a couple other clips from other episodes and it's really boring like nothing happens um and I'm going to say that a three is the experience of um being underwater and getting trapped under a rock and or boat depending on who you talk to only for someone to come rescue you thankfully before it's too late so it's not the worst it could be but it's sure as hell not great uh michael how about you i'm gonna give this a two this is okay just
1: it's not racist so that bumps it up a point uh yeah from one but that's about all i can give it uh you know uh it's definitely it's it's not def leopard it's not high and dry <laughs> it's more of a david bowie it's low um I had to work one more in. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I told you there's one joke. Um, And (laughs) yeah, like this is
0: this is this. This is the bad story of a girl. Yes. (laughs) Cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yes. Thank you. When she looks so sad in photographs. You can stop now. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love her. This is when she smiles. Oh. Okay. This is just my bit on the podcast now. And by my bit, I mean, I stole it from M. but. <laughs> I mean, I think we also did
1: this bit early on once and then stopped. Probably. That uh, feels like a thing we would have done. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> and then we're just going to Gene it where it's like, this episode was very Happy Gilmore. uh. <laughs> uh uh so yeah this episode is just it's not it's the seinfeld of episodes but like a bad version it's an episode Mm -hmm. about nothing it sucks it's just a clip show i've seen better clip shows episodes of other tv shows like the critics final episode Mm -hmm. is a clip show where um who was who was in that episode Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is important. Like I own this show. <laughs> I own every episode of this show. Oh yeah. So in the episode, uh, uh, Jay Sherman is hosting a clip show. Uh, or he's, it's a clip show episode where he's hosting a best of of his own show, and then terrorists take hostage of the show, and so Milton Burl as a ninja has to save. Him. <laughs> um, God, I love but, that show It's so good It's so, it's a Um I mean, uh, uh, J, uh, not Jay Sherman, that's the character um, John Lovett's politics aside uh, Well, yeah um, The critic is one of my favorite shows of all time mm-hmm. uh, So this is not that This sh- episode so-, <laughs> so I would say that a two is Having to listen to me do that album joke over and over and over. (laughs) Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. Morgan, we don't want to leave our beef boys, you know, empty. We don't want to leave their stomachs empty.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know. It's true. Nothing worse than a bunch of empty beef boys. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> bunch of <laughs> beef sticks for the beef boys. Uh, <laughs> now, if you are somehow in the future and listening to the next episode before this one, you'll know that we considered doing something else for this and then decided in the future to in the
0: past, do something else. And. Um, yes, Morgan. Wait, mm-hmm. I don't remember what we in the future past. Said we might do this. This. Oh, this is what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Listen, Michael, time travel is very confusing. You're the one who's supposed to have a hold on it. I don't. Re- I don't oh, God, it. no. Are you kidding? We've spent so many episodes talking about how bad my memory is. And you expect me to remember things that happen in the future? Well, that's how I thought the caveat. <laughs> I thought the loophole. I thought the loophole was you can remember the future, but not the past. Maybe. I think uh, I think we need to do some more experimentation by really just like doing something so incredibly psychedelic that it breaks both of our brains forever. Uh, In that case, Morgan, uh, well, I have
1: some things to tell people about our second part of this episode. Please, I would like you to introduce to everybody what it is we watched.
0: Oh where's Wally? Oh where's Wally? Oh, where's a Wally?
1: Where's Wally? I actually have the lyrics to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please, please give them to me and I will sing them in my best impression of this nonsense theme song. Oh, I mean, if you want to do it, go ahead. No, no, I
1: want you to do it. Uh, Okay. I mean, here you go. I transcribed this by ear. Let me just. Wow. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, No, wait. No, wait. There's one more line here. Uh, Oh, Sure. At the end.
0: All right, here is uh, here is the theme song to the 1991, I believe, yes. animated children's show, Where's Wally? Uh, and here it goes, and uh, it's going to sound like I'm making fun of the theme song, but no, no, as I think Michael will be willing to vouch, I'm about to do... What I consider a relatively accurate impression of the theme song for this show. <laughs> oh, where's Wally? A oh, where's Wally? Did you see him? Oh, where's Wally? Oh, where, 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 where's Wally? Where, 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 where's Wally? Oh, where's Wally? Oh, where's Wally? Oh, where, 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 where's Wally? Did you see him? Huh? There he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> yeah so uh, oh my god this fucking show
1: (laughs) so over fourth of july i i can't remember how i discovered this but i discovered that there are two where's waldo tv shows there's Uh a reboot uh in 2019 uh made in canada that has a US and UK dub, mm-hmm. but not a Canada dub. No. And of course not. And that's very for kids. Like just Wally is twelve. Uh, w- sorry. He's Waldo in America. He's Wally in the UK. And mm-hmm. I s we said Wally enough that I'm gonna call him Wally, but he's Waldo. Uh, yeah. And so we decided or I saw there's also a nineteen ninety one series. And we decided to watch
0: episode 11, Ahead of the Future.
1: And- now, Michael,
0: mm-hmm. Michael, how uh, is the title of this episode capitalized? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Well, both the A and H in Ahead of the Future are capitalized, but it is one word. Oh, no, that's horrible. So it is both Ahead and Ahead of the Future. Oh, I hate that.
1: Uh, now Morgan how much do you know about Waldo where's Waldo uh
0: I know that the occasional times I went to a doctor as a kid uh there were often where's Waldo books in the waiting room well you would be accurate I'm sure you have (laughs) a lived experience uh
1: of uh going to the doctor Mm-hmm. And seeing Where's Waldo I My parents had for me a giant Where's Waldo uh, Poster book uh, Oh, I realized that I have read I right, uh, At some point all the way through all, Maybe the first four or five Where's Waldo books and then it's
0: I have no clue what this one is uh, But a lot of them look <laughs> familiar Now uh, Wait when you say read through the books Are there books with like Plot in them? Well there is lore but there is not plot I'm okay, going to tell you okay. some
1: lore, though. Oh. Um, throughout. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I have lore. I'm going to I'm going to. All tell right. You lore. Anyway, sounds good. We have a bunch of information to get through. Yes. So uh, where's Waldo was created by uh, Martin Hanford. And what Martin Hanford uh, did was he was very inspired by a type of. I guess it's uh, Slavic art called uh, Wilma Bilderbuch. and basically Wilma ah. Bilderbuch, You've seen Wilma Bilderbuch before. It's uh, Peter Bruegel, uh, the Elders. Uh, Peter Bruegel the Elders, the Procession to Cavalry, or Hieronymus Bosch's The Garden of Earthly Delights. They're the oh, okay. big pictures sure. with lots of things happening in them. Um and so he wanted to do children's like find what's happening, Wilma build a book books. Mm. Um now the show fucking wild. The concept yes. was done by Phil Harnage who wrote the Sonic Says segments of the Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog TV show. Uh, <laughs> yes, specifically okay. wrote only those parts of it. Um huh. He also is certified, uh, certified, credited as series concept er I guess, of the Captain Planet TV show and wow. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd sec- the 22nd century. OK, the, ca- the cast is also pretty cool. Jim Cummings is, is the narrator. He's done a billion things. Uh, because oh, yeah. Here's some notables. He's Darkwing Duck. Dr. Robonic from the Jaleel White Sonic series. Cortez, who's the villain of Road to El Dorado. He's the current Taz, the Tasmanian Devil. He's Fuzzy Lumpkins from Powerpuff Girls. Cat from Cat Dog. And most famously, he is and always has been the voice of Winnie the Pooh.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was flipping through some of his credits because um, his narration voice in this is is fucking wild. I love it. And so I was curious to see what else he had done. And yeah, the man has quite a few credits. Yep. Now Waldo is played by Townsend
1: Coleman, who has also done a billion things. Uh, he played Wayne Gretz. I, I wrote
0: Wayne Fretzky, but it's Wayne Gretzky <laughs> in the show. Pro- Wayne, Wayne Fretzky is the uh, like lead rock guitarist version of Wayne Gretzky. Oh yeah. Well, it's perfect uh, for the show. Pro stars. Pro Stars is
1: a show where Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, and uh, I think it's. I'm gonna stay silent for a second while I look this up. Uh, I thought I knew this off the top of my head. Uh, my nostalgia <laughs> is failing me. Oh, Pro Stars was a cartoon show that lasted for 13 episodes, and somehow I watched all of it. It wow. started. Mike, well, the it starred the likeness of um, Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and Michael Jordan, who team up to solve crime. Um, All right. Basically, basically they're like they like Bo Jackson, who is a multi-sport phenomenon. He has like a baseball bat that can shoot baseballs out of it like a machine gun. And he can, like, shoot down, like, evil no, no, do or, or bad doers, whatever. Um, but, like, all of them have, like, a weird personality. So, like, Wayne Gretzky's always hungry. Um, and <laughs> Michael Jordan's always telling kids to remember to study your math. Um,
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then Bo Jackson uh, has uh, superhuman strength. Um, sure. And then, they have a character called Mom, who is like the Q, like James Bond Q, but mm-hmm. she's uh, Yiddish. She just like has a Yiddish accent, uh, okay, which is weird. Um, and yeah, it's I want to watch it with you sometime. It's very weird. Anyways, uh, Townsend Coleman also plays the Tick in The Tick, and, oh. and famously is. And always has been Michelangelo of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh,
0: no shit. Yep. Huh. Yep. So he's What the th- fuck was he doing slumming it on this show? <laughs>
1: whoa, whoa. This is the greatest show ever made. As, as shown by our next character, which is Brad fucking Garrett. <laughs> the actor, Brad Garrett, playing Wizard Whitebeard while trying to do a Ronnie Dangerfield <laughs> impersonation.
0: Yeah, um, so what Michael just said is not a joke. That is literally how he is credited on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It is so good. And we're going to get into that later. Yes. Um, So. Yeah, so. Yeah. Let's introduce (laughs) you to just, you know. uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do this, and I'm just going to. I'm just going to start it off because yeah. I'm going to immediately interrupt myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, so. the episode starts with the narrator wishing us a rousing and a rollicking hello, Wally fans. Um, yeah. And then we zoom in on Oddlaw, the villain of Waldo. Morgan, how much do you know about Oddlaw?
0: I. The fact that there is a villain mm-hmm. was news to me yep. because hey, what the fuck? Why is there a villain? So Adla, aka Yilah. Oh, it's Waldo. Uh, is Bex. his name? Yeah, I was about to say. I just realized that. Yep. God there's, damn it.
1: There's also Yilah, <laughs> which is Wally backwards. Uh, mm. Now in the new series, the 2019 one, uh, they were they have Adla's niece, whose name is. Odd Lulu, oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 weird. Anyways, he's the main antagonist of the Where's Waldo series. He is described, and I quote, as mean, nasty, loathsome, and disgusting. Uh, <laughs> his number of good deeds are few, and all he cares about is getting his hands on Waldo's magic walking stick, which we'll get to in a second.
0: Yeah, hold up, a why b why is it magic b what C, what the fuck we're going to get to my all brain of that. is is breaking we're going to get to all of that morgan
1: <laughs> where do you think adla comes from uh,
0: i don't even know how to answer that take a guess take a random stab where he comes from yeah like where he is born oh uh god i don't know um i'm going to go with uh Uh, Czechoslovakia. He has a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this show makes
1: no fucking sense. Good, good, because this answer is also going to make no fucking sense. All right. He comes from the Oddlaw Swamp, a swamp full of (laughs) oddlaws. Wait, wait for it. Located (laughs) in Maine.
0: (laughs) Hey, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) We're going to get to that in a second as well. His okay. friends also apparent he has friends and they tell him frequently to shut up and stop writing Adla was here on everything he comes in contact with. Now, here's the most fucked up part. Okay. He is reportedly based on a real person, based on a what young What the f- fu- fuck? He's based on a young kid that the what? illustrator met in Portland, Maine on a hunting trip.
0: What the <laughs> fuck? Yes. What the fuck? Okay, okay. Michael, what have you done?
1: <laughs> Morgan, let's get to his magic walking stick. Yes, let's. So his magic walking stick can open portals <laughs> and teleport <laughs> through time. Um But but why? No, no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> it is also like Inspector Gadget in that it can be a ton of things. It can become a sword, it can become basically anything he wants. Of and course. It's magic because the wizard Whitebeard enchanted it. It was previously Wally just had a walking stick because I, I think he just like sure. walking sticks because he's a yeah, sure. hippie and reasonable. And the wizard Whitebeard was like, oh, Wally, oh, Wally, let me <laughs> enchant your stick. Now, why do you think Adla wants the magic walking stick?
0: Is it going to be some shit where he has to like. Go back in time and make better friends that aren't telling him to shut up or something? No, no,
1: no. It's very, like, stereotypical, like, comic book villain reason. He
0: wants to destroy the world? No, 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 no. With the walking stick? No, uh... No, Michael, that's not any weirder than anything else we've said in the last 20 minutes. There's a range to this logic, Morgan. (laughs) Um, I have
1: absolutely no idea. He wants it so he can teleport into Fort Knox and steal all the
0: gold. Sure. Now, okay.
1: (laughs) Now, this is lore you would clearly know if you looked at Where's Waldo. Um, Mm -hmm. now, uh. Here is a Waldo fat. Oh, boy. Now, Morgan, I need to ask you a favor. I need you to not laugh until the end of the sentence. Okay? Uh, I will do what I can. Please cover your mouth and wait. It's going to be so much better. Trust me. Okay. The creator of Waldo, Martin Hanford, has said that Waldo does not have an age. But if he did have an age, it would be 32. (laughs) <laughs> sure It's okay. a great statement <laughs> So I guess he's maybe 32
0: Yeah I mean, okay well, That doesn't answer more questions than it raises I feel like Morgan, tell us more about this episode What happens next? I would love to. Well, uh, it starts off with the theme song that goes on for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And is amazing. I love it.
1: Um, I legitimately, it made me feel very walling. young. Where's Waller? I said, a Oh, where's Waller? Wall-E. Did you see him? <laughs> there he is.
0: God, it's so good. We'll include a link to the theme song in our show notes. Actually, um, I had an idea yes earlier
1: because of this can be we don't have to put this keep this part in the podcast sure um the part later where the were all the trips and there's that weird like guy in the bar right um Mm and i was like what the fuck is he saying the guy with like the horns for ears right yeah i actually what i did was i played the youtube video Took my mic, put it out to my speakers, put an audacity and reversed it to try and see if it was holy shit, dude. It's it's nothing. It's absolutely okay. (laughs) Um, But I'm thinking, what if we did that, recorded that, I sent that to you, and we insert that into the episode? I love it. Absolutely, we need to do that. Okay, that way we just give people an idea of what this sounds like.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think that sounds perfect. Okay, awesome. Back to the podcast. So, our episode starts off with a little bit of narration from our wonderful narrator. Um and literally my first two notes are how is this theme song real and <laughs> oh my god, I love the narrator. Yes. Um so we were off to a good start. Yes. Um First, we meet our two protagonists, uh, Wally and Woof, yep. who is Wally's dog dressed exactly like Wally. Um, and they're in a museum smelling Bigfoot's stinky running shoe as proof that this was the first time Bigfoot got into sports. <laughs> um, And then, and then, Wizard Whitebeard shows up and tells them that he's been learning to flamenco dance. Okay, okay. So he does. No, he doesn't. Okay, so well, flamenco music plays and he
1: wobbles around. My mother has been studying flamenco for fourteen years, (laughs) so I have gone to a few flamenco dancing performances. Um, He literally just walks in a circle with a rose in his mouth and goes, "I'm doing." Flamenco dancing, um, and oh boy! If you could have seen my face when I first saw that, I don't think my mouth is supposed to go that low. I don't think my <laughs> jaw. I think it's not safe for my face that my jaw went that low.
0: <laughs> I yeah. The number of times I had to pause this episode just to like let my brain reset was very high because this show is a lot. Like I'm not someone who is normally overwhelmed uh, by sensory experiences. Um, I have not done acid before. Um, and, And I know it's cliche to be like, oh, this is what an acid trip feels like. But like, holy shit, this thing is fucking
1: wild. Let me tell you. I watched another episode of this show and this episode was calmer and made more sense than that. Oh my episode. god. There's I watched the uh there's an episode in a museum. I got it. the whole one takes place in a museum. And oh my god, Morgan, if you think this is crazy, that episode is like ten times the crazy. Wow. We have to I watch mean, I it. I can believe
0: course. it. This one kind of falls off near the end, yes. I think. Yes. Um but yeah, uh, it's a it's a hell of an episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, next up and by next up, I mean, we're all within the first two minutes of this episode still. Um, Wizard Whitebeard, which is his name, tells he Wally, He sure does, that it's time to go to Futureland, land. Um, and then Wizard Whitebeard gives Wally a rose and says, roses are red, violets are blue, when there's something from the past no, that's no, no, a problem, no, no, no. Do you have the Do you have the riddle? Yes, yes.
1: Oh, please, please go ahead. Roses are red, violets are blue. Okay, it's an HL problem, and that's your clue. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, elevator music plays, and Wizard Whitebeard starts sounding high as fuck. Yes. Uh, and then says. Now Wally, it's time for me to go to my ballet lesson. <laughs> and dances away. <laughs> and and then Wally and Woof take a portal to the future, and the villain oddlaw follows them. Um and once we get to the future, we learn that it has become fully automated gay space luxury communism, and we all are loving it. I, I, so two points here. One is
1: that uh, yeah, Wally points out that tough jobs are done by robots, which I guess this means this isn't America because Republicans would never have given that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is truly the uh, anarcho-leftist future. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, also um, do you by did you by chance catch what the narrator says about the land of the
0: future? I don't think I did off the top of my head. Again, it was all very overwhelming because there is a lot going on.
1: Yeah, the whole, so we should also add, the whole episode, it, every episode of this show is styled after an a Where's Waldo panel, picture, right. whatever. So it's all very Wimmer Builder book. Like, it's just everything's happening at once. Uh, but the narrator says... It's the land of the future, where many of the things in our future are now in the past. Um, and I thought, what? Yes, yeah. <laughs>
0: what does oh, that yeah. Mean? I do remember that line. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, because he—it's—he's saying that it's far enough in the future where some things that we today would consider the future are in the past of the future. But why? What the cars? <laughs> yeah, and uh,
1: steak. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to take the next part here. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, now, Wolf sees a robot dog, and then mm-hmm. Wally sees a giant rose. Mm-hmm. Rose's Diner. Roses are red. It all makes sense. Morgan, did you watch that South Park clip I sent you?
0: Oh, I totally forgot.
1: Oh, well, don't worry, uh, because I'm going to describe it anyways. Uh, Okay, you should watch it, though. There is an old uh, clip. I think it's from South Park, the movie where there's this scientist character who just makes these weird logical jumps. Uh, For instance, where he's trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Oh, no, it's not from the movie. It's from the episode where Earth gets canceled uh, and he goes, candy bars, candy bars come in a wrapper like a Christmas present. Christmas happens when it's cold, like Alaska. Polar bears, polarity. I should switch to polarity. Uh, and that's basically what Wally does here. It's like giant rose, roses, diner, roses are red. It all makes perfect sense. Um, it doesn't make sense. No, it, really, it so doesn't. It really doesn't. Anything could have been red. There's so much that could have been red. Uh, or a rose. Uh, anyway, anyways. Anyways. Mm hmm. Rosesteiner, Gore magazine, it's, gives it a very low rating, but popular mechanics rates it four stars. <laughs> I liked that joke. I, I thought love that, that was actually very funny. I love it. This is actually if if now sit back, right back and you'll hear a tale was uh. this instead, <laughs> I would have given it a ten out
0: of ten. But it's fair. Not. Yeah, it's um it's sure something. Are you wanting to take the entire diner scene, or do you want me to? Oh no, go for it, go for it, go for it. All right, I need to. I wanted to do a South Park joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So now that Wally is in the diner with Woof and the robot dog, uh, the robot waitress takes Wally's order and says a bunch of future diner slang, and then gives him a meat rectangle. Um, and then at this point, uh, while is about to dig into his meat rectangle, when Oddlaw uh, starts crawling oh, across the before, floor. Before we before we get to that, we have an mm-hmm. important future plot
1: point, which is that the mm. town is very busy because intergalaxy president Gomez is
0: coming to town. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: I oh boy, I'm very excited to talk about intergalaxy president Gomez later.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, boy. That was a character. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um. but yeah, so Oddlaw is trying to steal Wally's cane, apparently because, as you mentioned, he needs to, to get into Fort Knox and steal all the gold. Um, and so he crawls across the floor and then just lays on all fours, reaching towards Wally's cane, doing the, like, stereotypical cartoon hand wiggle, while well, the, like, tinkly keyboard key thing sound effect plays. <laughs> tinkly plate, you know? keyboard thing. Yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Uh, man. I feel like it's such the, like, stereotypical cartoon sound effect for I'm reaching for something. Oh, oh, that thing, that thing, yeah. Yeah, 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 Um, but so, um, just as Odla is about to get... Within reaching distance of being able to Think about reaching for the cane Um an alien walks on His back and trips and smashes into Wally and sends his meat rectangle Flying (laughs) uh and then Talks a bunch of gibberish which uh Michael I believe you Uh attempted to decode would you Like to uh Tell our listeners about your um, heroic attempts to attempt to decode this dialogue.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I actually took the dialogue, put it through a subwoofer, um, mm-hmm. and then I amped up the amplification to then make the reverb sound uh, tunaged. Uh, no, what mm-hmm. I did is I took the YouTube video, I played it out of my speakers, took my mic, put my mic to the speakers, put it in Audacity, reversed it, And it was still fucking gibberish. (laughs) It's nothing. It's legit gibberish.
0: Mm -hmm. We'll uh, we'll play you a clip of that gibberish just so you can uh, join us on our Baywatch ARG, because this clip is definitely gibberish. Wink. I mean, it is. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, but it's a clue for the ARG. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I
0: forgot about our Mm -hmm. ARG. Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, no, none of the listeners will ever be able to guess what the final prize for completing the ARG is. I'm a listener. Um, um, once our alien gibberish friend, uh, walks off, uh, our, we meet, uh, our robot butler, who is going to be one of the primary characters for this episode, and boy, does he love cleaning! It's the one thing in life that makes him happy, um, and so he gets right straight to work cleaning up Wally's meat rectangle. Um, and then it Wally goes to shake every time you say meat rectangle. <laughs> like it hurts deep inside. <laughs> it's it's future meal. Um Ugh. but Wally, Wally goes to shake Robot Butler's hand. And instead squeezes the sponge that the robot butler is holding Uh, and water goes everywhere. He has a name. Well, we hear him called robot number nine. Does he have our name other than that? No, it's number nine. That's OK. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to get to that later when oh. we actually learned that his name is number nine. But yeah, his name oh. is number nine. Uh. And I just have him in my notes as RN nine the entire time because I got sick of typing out robot number nine. Oh, I just started <laughs> putting the number nine in. Oh, you know, that would have been much smarter. Huh? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> um, but then uh, Woof and the robot dog are playing and the robot dog is nine's dog. Uh, and then something happens that I had to rewind because I didn't. I misunderstood it at first. Uh, I thought the robot dog took a giant shit on the floor. Um, <laughs> but nope, it's just the robot's robot dog's tail that fell off. It's um, um, Morgan. It's not a tail. Um, mm-hmm. They call it a wiggle
1: waggle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure have you, do. Have you ever had that? Problem where your wiggle waggle falls off on the floor and someone goes, it's a pile of shit.
0: (laughs) Yes, but I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently this happens just all the time. Um, But just as you're starting to feel like you might understand what's going on. uh Oh, it's time for Mr. Trasher to come in or sorry, Master Trasher. To come in and he's going to take away the robots um, and the waitress is here to fight him. And so Master Trasher shows up in his weird fucking um, who framed Roger Rabbit car. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it turns out that he's voiced by a very bad uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator. Yes, I love it. It's so 90s. Oh, uh, something so important to the
1: 90s is everyone doing a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression in everything and I
0: love that it's so wild it's not even it's not even good like that's that's it's what, nothing that's how
1: you that's the best kind though that's how you know <laughs> it's a truly 90s TV show where it's always like off a bit it's never like get down it's always like get
0: down. Uh, Yeah. I don't like that. They also try and do a number of, like, quippy Arnold one-liners, but none of them land. Nope. Um, but luckily, number nine, Wally and Woof, and K-9 all escaped out the back door of Rose's diner. Um, but just as they're about to get away, uh, number nine sees a two-headed alien on a hoverboard that stopped working. Uh, uh, Um, what is this alien's name, Morgan? I don't remember. His name is Brian
1: Brian. Right. Because <laughs> there's two Brian's attached
0: together. <laughs> what yep. is this show? It's, oh my God, I didn't even, like, truly this is what I mean when I say this episode just like broke me. Where I couldn't even <laughs> process the information that was coming in because it was such nonsense. <laughs> uh, I love it.
1: I love it. We're going to have a a, a where's Waldo podcast. You know, it's going to (laughs) be by episode. It'll be much shorter. (laughs) by by episode two, we're going to be like brain dead and we'll just be like, guys, you can't. We've got to end the podcast now.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, number nine fixes Brian. Brian's hoverboard. Uh, and this is enough with, time to with just a mas- screw with like he has a yes. screw and he's just mm-hmm. like this thing floats and hovers.
1: I'm going to pound a screw into it.
0: It works now. Yep. It's yeah. This show is madness. Yes. Um, but this is enough time for Master Trasher to catch up to them. And we learn that the reason Master Trasher is going after number nine is because number nine is just too old. And being old is illegal here. If you're obsolete, then you have to be replaced and turned into various bits of recycling and whatnot. Um, And so then they find uh, Number Nine's car, and Wally is like, wow, an old jalopy. They don't make them like this anymore. And it's funny because Wally's from the future, and this car is from long after his time, or Wally's from the past, um, and, but then Oddlaw sees them doing this. So sorry, an- sorry.
1: One of the things that I felt mm-hmm. very much to watching this episode is there's the clip from, uh, SpongeBob where, uh, they go to the future and everything is chrome. And mm-hmm. Squidward just sits down on the future. ground. Future, <laughs> future, future. <laughs> and that's just the thought I have this entire time because I'm like, none of this
0: makes sense.
1: None of yeah. this.
0: Yeah, it's it's sure something. God. Like, um,
1: we sorry we learn in the next scene that Number Nine's cousin. How does he have a cousin? His cousin got dismantled and is now a manhole cover. And I'm like, wait, what? How does that? Why do you need a robot?
0: It's just metal. Like, Mm. what? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Um, But now it's time for Master Trasher to give chase in his weird Toontown car. But (laughs) Oddlaw spotted them. And so he jumps in Master Trasher's sidecar. And now we get a weird, wacky cartoon car chase that's straight out of, like, um, Amazing Races. Yeah. Wacky Races. Ra- wacky Races. Right. There's an odd
1: line in here mm-hmm. that threw me off where uh, Master Trasher, Master Trasher, Master Pryor, I just call him NT the whole time, <laughs> uh, says, why are you here? And Oddlaw says, I'm here to ride share." I thought, what? Yeah. What is this yeah. show?
0: Yeah, this was 91.
1: Like, i like. Rideshare back then meant, like, you just got in a car and you carpooled, but no, <laughs> one, no one called it ride sharing. You called it carpooling. Yeah. What is this? Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's the future. It's the British future. <laughs> they say different words over there. Yeah, Oddlaw, by the way, Oddlaw is British, so he just says mm-hmm. a lot of British things. Um so be prepared for that. No one else is British. Oddlaw yeah. though.
0: Yeah. It's oh my god. Um but so Wally and our our group of protagonists uh, try to escape Master Trasher by going into a car wash. Um, And the narrator says, then they went into a car wash where they knew they could never be found. And Adla is like, aha, I hear the narrator. They're in the car wash. And the narrator goes, oh, no, I guess I did my job bad. C'est la vie. Um, And then we get to see them in the car wash. And this involves things like Wally's teeth being brushed and the dog's bellies being scrubbed. And then Wally he says, I guess this is what they mean by full service. And it was very weird and I didn't like it. Um, but then uh, then Master Trasher and Oddlaw show up to the car wash and it's time for them to go through a very similar sequence. Uh, um, there's an
1: amazing line from Oddlaw mm-hmm. here. Who goes, goes, I'm with you, trash old bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna start saying that in IRL from now on, not with you,
0: trash old bean. It's so good, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing line, but his delivery of it is so bad. It's so just like flat and affectless. That's why I love and, about it. Oh my god, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, so then Master Trash and Oddlaw crash into a big green thing that's in the middle of the car wash and so the protagonists escape um but don't worry if you thought we were gonna get a even remotely five second break nope Uh, because as robot number nine is driving around, uh, his arm falls off and then (laughs) we get a very long sequence where they almost crash into a sign and then the narrator tells us that they almost crash into a sign and then we get a commercial break and then the narrator says, and that's the end of the episode. Oh wait, wrong page of my script. Then they were about to crash into a sign. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the show is bonkers. It's so bonkers. It's, oh my God. I can't I can't believe you found this. <laughs> I Look, I like I
1: get how I found it once I got to Where's Waldo, but mm-hmm. I don't know how I got. Oh, I know now I have a striped shirt. Uh, ah, uh, and my friend said, it's like, Where's Waldo? We should get you a Where's Waldo shirt. And I said, I started looking up like Waldo, and then I found, oh, wow, there's a Waldo TV show. And, uh, yeah,
0: my life has been bliss ever since. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I got to be honest, I'm very glad you introduced me to this absurd acid trip of a show. Well, well, you know, we also have to watch...
1: Oh, well, I mean, folks, we're recording this after. So out of order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things will get back in order soon. I mean yeah. it's, it's don't don't worry about it. Uh we gotta watch um Josh Kirby Time Warrior. Uh yes. because that show those movies are so bonkers. We talk about it in the next episode. Uh do not worry, my friends. Yes. Uh but yeah, we just got a bunch of bonkers things to watch uh that we need to make time
0: to watch. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, too much wildness, not enough time. Um, but luckily, what we do have time for is Nine managing to reattach his arm just in time with the help of Wally, and they escape. But Oddlaw and Master Trasher crash into the sign. Um, which they crash into a sign. And this
1: is the part where I start realizing there's no oxygen in space.
0: What are they yeah. doing? <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really uh, make sense. And there's another part later uh, near the end that also, when you consider the fact that there is no oxygen in space or atmosphere, uh, makes no goddamn sense.
1: Yes, um, but this isn't space. This is the future. You see, future this is it, true. Future. It's like <laughs> it's like how it wraps around, you know, so you got the you got the bitmap of of your mm-hmm. of your level. Right. And so you have your main plane you have the space outside and then outside of that space is you have future land. Uh, and then once you get to the top of future land, it wraps back around. Mm. That's how you uh, do uh, uh speed running techniques in Sonic. You go to the future land section. True. And true. then the map just works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, uh, Michael, on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is the Sonic bar fight scene, uh, how would you rate this sign crash? Um, uh,
1: let's see. <laughs> I would probably rate it about a 6. Uh All right. I think there could be more to it, but I do like that there's like a hole left in there on President Gomez. Mm. It, sorry, Inner intergal- Inner Galaxy President Gomez's face. Uh mm-hmm. and I think that's very funny. Um It is very good cuz holes are funny. I think mm-hmm. That's not going to get taken out <laughs> the context. Um I don't so yeah, it's um, six. However, however, uh, what it's clearly lacking in is alcohol. And salt, mm. of course. Uh, but oh, of course alcohol.
0: Of course. Um, but after this, Wally and Number Nine go into a museum. And then Adla follows them after being ejected from Master Trasher's ship. Um... And then Oddlaw sees them in the museum and tells us all that he loves tattling, so he's <laughs> going to go tell Master Trasher. Ooh, I'm such a bully! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the two dogs find a really big skeleton, and they're very excited. Um, It's—I think it's supposed to be a dinosaur, but it doesn't look like any real dinosaur. Oh, we should—we should add. Uh, mm-hmm. give nine of the skies. And the disguise that they give him
1: is basically that guy with the hat with a buckle on it from uh, Jodorowsky's The Holy Mountain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I just did not think that we were going to get a Jodorowsky reference in this episode. Waldo is love. Waldo is life.
1: As is Jodorowsky, you know. Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, now that they're in the museum, Master Trasher is trying to find them by showing a poster of Wally to Billy Billy or whatever the fuck his name. Brian Brian Brian, Brian. Brian. <laughs> Billy. Boule
1: boule boule
0: Um, Bob Bob says that Ooh. yes. He has seen them. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. And it's very funny, you see, because there's two of them. Um, but then Oddlaw shows up and says, hey, they're in the museum. So they go to the museum and Master No, Kasher- no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. OK. Oddlaw crab walks around. Yes. While shouting, <laughs> I know where he is and you don't, which is important. To understand yes. how immature Oddlaw is, but how also yes. I want to be him. <laughs> I one I I love his color scheme. I love the yellow and black. Uh, yeah, I want I I legitimately two hundred percent want this. I want all of that outfit. Yeah, um, and I I will wear that all the time. I'm not joking. But yeah. also I want a crab walk in it. But,
0: <laughs> I mean I think that would be amazing. You know what we should do? What? You know what we should do, Michael? What? For for one season at some point or just generally sometime in the future. future! We should do a shot. F- <laughs> we should do a shot for shot remake of this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean
1: Yeah, I mean this is going to be easy to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing we need is a plane, and we could just go to the Museum of Flight. Otherwise, we got everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we know a pilot, so we do know a pilot. Uh, I could have him fly it. Um, yeah, and and just like the next scene, mm-hmm. we also know a Slobobian ambassador. <laughs>
0: oh my god!
1: So so oh my god! Oddla points out number nine. And mm-hmm. says, that's him. And and Master Trasher, Master Trash, goes up to, Parappa the Rapper, Um Jammer Lammy, <laughs> goes up to him, and, like, asks him, like, why, what are you doing? And he goes, what is this? I'm the Slobobian ambassador! And the point is, he's supposed to sound like a New York Jew, but yes. he's Slobobian. Yep. The country of Slobobia. Mm-hmm. Um... I want to live in Slobobia. It sounds like a great <laughs> place full of, judder, of Jodorowsky films playing nonstop. stop <laughs> It's extremely surrealist. Like, you step right into the country border, there's a pig flying, and all of a sudden the color blue turns red. Uh, it just mm-hmm. sounds amazing.
0: Oh, God. What I wouldn't give to be there. Um, but, yeah, after this... Uh Oddlaw then realizes he's in trouble, and so Master Trasher throws him into a gong, and Oddlaw turns into a circle on the gong, and Master Trasher keeps looking. <laughs> and, uh, then, I love, I, I love the line. Like, Master Trasher keeps looking. <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even know how to describe so much of this episode because it's so viscerally. A lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I love this. I love maximalism, and this is maximalism oh, yeah. to oh, the max. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. It's like. It's like. I feel like this is a mischance uh, that the that uh, Monty Python wasn't like co-producing this because this is very like, man. Terry Gilliam would have loved to have stuck his teeth into
0: this one, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, the animation style alone. Like, oh, yeah. You've got to imagine borrows heavily in terms of influence from, oh, of from Terry Gilliam. We should also uh, add that, like, this show came out, you know,
1: like the same year. I mean, this was aired the same year that season two of Baywatch started. So mm-hmm. this show was airing at the same time. As some of the episodes we have covered in this season. And they could not be more different TV shows. Like, think back to, like, Shawnee going to the hood. uh, Yeah. And all that racism. At the same time, at the same time, was Brad Garrett trying to be Rodney Dangerfield, flamenco dancing, telling... Waldo from Where's Walbo, where's Walbo, where's Walbo, <laughs> that he has to go to the future, and there's a character named Adla, and
0: there's a jalopy, and what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I know. This fucking, the show is wild, and it doesn't stop. No. Um, because next up, Master Trasher has found the two dogs, and, and lucky for him, uh, he keeps around, around a wind-up robot cat with a terrifying meow that they just like yeah. ran through a slight uh, distortion filter. Yeah. Um, and so then both dogs chase it, and Master Trasher captures Canine and makes Woof take a message to Wally. And it's a dial pad
1: that he recorded a message on. He pre-recorded a message on knowing what would happen and then gave it to Woof, who then is Mm -hmm. like, I should give this to my master. And I'm like, look, I know I just said like 30 seconds ago, I don't know what's happening, but I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Because our next scene is nine going I got to meet his demands because I love my little doggy, And then he gets trapped in a cage and then mm-hmm. nine exclaims, help me. Where's Wally now? Now, now Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> I, should, I want yes. to know if your experience with this next scene was the same as my first experience. And I watched that other episode and saw a scene just like this for the first time. Morgan
0: what happens in this scene and tell me your thoughts so I was slightly uh spoiled on it because I think you mentioned that this happens in the episode you saw um but uh what happens is that the entire episode literally just pauses for an entire minute so that they can show you uh, yeah it's it's like 30 seconds um It's still a long time so that they can just show you a where's Wally painting and you're supposed to find Wally. The best part. And there's a there's a clock counting down in the top left uh, that is Wally's hands. And there's a commercial break in the middle of it.
1: Um, And it resets. Yep. So it goes to like 45 seconds it goes yep. commercial and resets back down to 35 which is yep. so like this is not them trying to do a joke i think it's just bad editing but i think yeah. that is potentially the funniest joke to have ever been done in history like just the idea of being like you want it, you're going to stare at this thing for a long time that you cannot see because it's like too you know, it's like 140 P on YouTube and yeah. you're so confused and you're like, it's almost done. Then it hits commercial, and then you're like, there's more time than you left it yep. with. Yep.
0: That is genius. That is absolute yes. genius comedy. I also love the way that this finally resolves is we get a very slow zoom into Wally who's making just like a big hammy face. Yep. Um and then the story just resumes. This was nothing. This wasn't, like, part of some plan that Master Trasher was doing. This was just the cartoon being like, Hey, kids, let's take a little break. Like, okay. Um, But then we do a very extended gag where uh, Woof says a bunch of things in response to a question, and the narrator says, as Wally and Woof turn to look at the camera... That was dog for yes. <laughs> Get it? Because Wally barked a lot. It's, it's a great.
1: What, you can't hate this joke. You like Gilligan's Island's Baywatch, whatever it is. Yeah. That's a. I weird, don't know. Half of the jokes in that are worse than this. When they. It, when, when Bob Denver gets asked <laughs> by Billy Warlock. Um, when he, it's like, what was the line? He says something like, "We should like ask for help."
0: Oh, the the yelling together thing.
1: Yeah, it's like we should we should yell for help together, and then Bob Demner shouts, "Together!" Mm-hmm. Morgan, you cannot tell me that's a better joke than this.
0: It is absolutely a better joke. You and I are at odds and <laughs> fight
2: to the death.
0: I await you with pistols drawn at dawn, sir. (laughs) There is no dawn. (laughs) We're in future land. There's no sun.
1: Somehow there is sun remnants. We'll get to that Mm -hmm. in a second. But there's no sun. Yep. Uh,
0: We'll get to it because uh, Master Trasher has number nine tied up on a conveyor belt and he's about to crush him when there's a solar flare. (laughs) By solar flare, I mean the backgrounds are black and white for the rest of the episode. Um, and because of this, it means that it's time for Master Trasher to stop monologuing and actually enact his plan and then run away. Um, and, and then they do a ducked duck gag. No, 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 no no, was, no, no,
1: no, 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 no,
0: You had to, you skip something. This is important. Oh, okay. So
1: they have a scene of these flashing lines to Gavina's yes. solar flare. It's, it's super funny to me. And the narrator exclaims, wow, this is a cheap effect. The cartoon studio must have spent a whole ten dollars on that one.
0: Like my yeah. dude, this
1: is your show, but also yeah. that's a '90s joke. It's a very oh, '90s yeah. TV joke to insult the thing that you're on to make fun of it. It's like I think of like Freakazoid. That was that exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, Pinky in the Brain, all those like Warner Brothers shows. Absolutely do mm-hmm. that, and I love that humor. I love it. Um, I love yeah. the fourth wall breakingness of it. Uh, uh, especially since, yes, this is some cheap shit. Oh,
0: yeah. No, none of the animation. Well, that's not true. The character designs, I think, are genuinely very good. But we'll we'll get into it when we get to the end of the episode, which we're, we're rapidly closing in on. Um, what is up next is that uh, Wally and Wolf are going to go into the factory where number nine is being trashed. Um, and the narrator says, then they had to go through some duct work or then. Oh, no, it's, um, oh, look at those ducks. Wally says, and then, see those ducks? Yes. And then they pan over to a bunch of ducks. And in case you didn't get it, the narrator goes, no, he meant ducks, no, no, not is, ducks. No, no, his specific line is, he said ducks as an
1: air ducks, not quackers. Yes. And I lost, this is the <laughs> point where I lost it, at Quackers. It's like, I love this, this is the greatest show ever made, fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was the next line, where Raleigh says to Wolf, Hey, Wolf, looks like we'll have to go in on all fours, guess you know
0: about that, huh? And
1: I'm like, is this a sex yes. thing?
0: Like, what is okay?" This? So that is one of only two lines in the entire episode that I wrote down, because I also felt like it was a sex thing <laughs> and I didn't like it. <laughs> and by I didn't like it. I mean, I thought it was very fucking weird and funny. Yes.
1: Yes. It makes n- no sense. They're like, we need to put in a joke. Someone think of a joke.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's one gold. Print it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're in the robot factory. And it's time for Wally to reassemble number nine, uh, which all happens off screen. Um, And the he puts the circuit board back in, but it isn't quite right. So number nine thinks he's a vacuum and starts sucking up dirt. Um, (laughs) And then more solar flares happen and number nine bonks his head. And then he's right back to his old self. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, and now we see a, like, 30-second sequence of robots malfunctioning in comedic ways. Uh, and also all the backgrounds are still black and white. And Wally realizes that all of this was because of the end of the wizard's riddle. Um, because we go to the no, no, control... No, no, no. And I, Can
1: I do this part, actually? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So the robots are going haywire in a solar flare. And Nine says, they're not just any solar flare... They're ultraviolet solar flares. Right. Roses are lo- red. Violets are blue. Nick Gage. He's ultraviolet. Violence <laughs> is chaos. Chaos theory. It was first thought of in the 60s. 60. 60. That's the number of episodes they made of Punky Brewster. pro is canceled. Canceled. <laughs> this show is going to get canceled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, listeners, is what it felt like to watch this episode. <laughs> uh, the, Wally asks... Hey, number nine, why are
1: ultraviolet solar flares the worst kind? And he says mm-hmm. it like that. And you're like, yes. oh, it's going to be a pun. And then nine says, yes. no, it's because they could shut down master control. So they go yeah. to master control. I'm like, What? I thought
0: this would be a joke. Same. And also they just say, oh, because it could shut down master control. They've never mentioned Master Control earlier in the episode. Well, they barely explain it at I, any point. I get what it means, but. Oh, sure. No, it, it makes sense in the context once we get there. But I was just like, wait, what the fuck is Master Control? Why do I care about this? Like. The next. Um, has, mm-hmm. I hope you picked up on this.
1: Has the most jumbled, cockney accented person ever. Oh, yeah. And he just goes, I, okay, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this. Wait. You always have to, like, say a sentence and then be like, like, then you get the accent. So you're like, um, I can't do the accent. I'm trying to think of something that you would say. Uh, and I'm only thinking of, like, uh, the play Me and My Girl and then just the phrase Trouble and Strife. Uh, Morgan, do, can you do a Cockney accent?
0: I uh, I used to be able to back when I was an actor. But now I think it just sounds more like Michael Kane. Okay, Morgan, can you please say <laughs> this line in your Michael Caine accent? <laughs> oh, no. President Gomez's rocket is in trouble. <laughs> yes, that's see exactly what it sounds
1: like. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random.
0: I mean, that's what it's happens. It's so fucking wild. That rocket is in trouble and it flies around. hmm Sure is. Um, And then they realize that um, the only robot that's not affected is number nine because he's too old. Um, And so he can go save the president. But that won't work because none of the rockets are old enough. But then they remember back in the museum, there was a biplane and that'll still work. And the and that brings us to roses are red, violets are blue.
1: It's an age old problem. And that's your clue, which that last part is like, mm, that's a bit of a stretch for the answer. Yeah. biplane.
0: Oh yeah. No, it's a uh, complete garbage. It makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> um, but then they take the biplane to rescue the president and, and then they rescue the president. Wait, wait, and the two dogs high five on the biplane. Okay. Okay. So, I have so many Mm -hmm. notes here. First off. Oh, uh, please. I'd I'd like us
1: both to do an impression of President Gomez. Do you have one? I don't. Okay, I'm going to do it. Help. Help. (laughs) Help. I'm not even joking. That's exactly how he does it. Yes. Yes. He
0: pulls his hair up and just goes, help. Help. Uh, I could not figure out what accent he was supposed to have. It just felt vaguely racist to me the entire time. Kind of. Yeah. And then, (laughs) as for your dogs
1: thing, they, they to give you more of an idea, they pull a Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog three where Sonic (laughs) is just standing on the biplane. They like, okay. Mid flight. They're still flying Mm -hmm. the plane. Woof and canine jump out their seats to high-five. I wrote my notes, or I wrote this line in my notes while I was watching it the first time. And there's a bunch of dots, and there's a bunch of random garbled letters, and then
2: mm-hmm. I skipped
1: three lines, and I wrote it up at th- <laughs> What? And then I skipped some more lines. And then
0: things just got messy from there. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of this episode, as much nonsense as it's been, it's much more nonsense now. Yeah. um, Because now President Gomez has been safely returned uh, to the ground, and so he's giving a speech about how happy he is that he's not dead. And then (laughs) Master Trasher shows up and is like, ooh, I found that evil robot. And uh, then... Wants to go scrap number nine. And as he says, number nine must be terminally disassembled. And then the president Gomez is like, what are you talking about? No, this he, can't happen. He he says, and I could unhand mm-hmm. him this minute.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is this yes. accent? Minute.
0: Yeah. Um. But now that Master Trasher can't scrap old robots anymore because President Gomez says so, uh, number nine is the guide at the museum and Master Trasher, in an ironic twist of fate, like when you have 10,000 spoons, but all you need is a knife. Uh, Now he's the head of Trash Collection. 10,000 Candles in the Wind.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, Also, he gets his name. Little Sebastian. He says, uh, (laughs) you'll be known as Mr. Trasher.
0: Right. But here
1: on all you do is pick up a trash. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, pick up a
0: trash. Is he Italian now? I know. It slips between like. Vaguely Eastern European and vaguely Italian and like vaguely like Southern American at one point. It's very weird. Help. Um, Help. Help. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then there's that, which I think is just nothing. I, it's uh, so funny to me. It's amazing. Uh, but at this point, number nine says, Well, shucks, I didn't do anything. I didn't save you at all, President Gomez. It was all Wally. And then Oddlaw escapes during this, and then they're like, "Who's Wally? What's Wally? When's Wally? Where's Wally?" And then we freeze frame on another "Where's Waldo?" painting. Oh, by
1: be- and that's the is, end. The best part is that K-9 is like making this weird barking noise where he goes, and then it cuts off mid bark noise to just yes. go to the Wilmer Builder book. It's. And it's so weird. And they give you like 15 seconds. Yes. Uh, but then the narrator actually ends with a poem. Violets ain't red. Roses ain't blue. But the show sure is over. So I'm all through. Yep. Now, Morgan, mm-hmm. that is the end of that. Now, on a scale of one to 10, mm-hmm. we're one is paying for flamenco lessons, but they don't teach you anything but walking in a circle. (laughs) And 10 is being so useless that you, in fact, become the most useful person in the galaxy.
0: Where would you rate this episode? Um, I, I think I am going to give this an eight because I think that it was mostly very overwhelmingly delightfully weird as hell early children's cartoon. Uh, but it definitely started to drag a little bit at the end. It was 22 minutes and it felt like they had uh, about 18 minutes of content. Um, but you know, overall, I'm definitely glad I watched it. It's worth watching at least the first five minutes. Um, just to truly feel your brain shut down <laughs> from the onslaught of nineties kids cartoon weirdness. Um, but yeah, I think I would say that an eight is the experience of going through a car wash and uh, this car wash brushes your teeth while you're in there because it's, you know, it's a little weird. You weren't quite expecting it. You don't totally know how you feel about it at first. But God damn, if your teeth don't feel clean afterwards. Uh, Michael, how about you? Uh, I'm also
1: going to give it an eight. I think this. Was, All right. I do think. Uh, yeah, it dragged a little bit there. I do feel like, honestly, I loved it, but it did feel longer than the episode of Baywatch that we watched. Yeah. Um, even though it was half the time, but that's partially because it so much was happening that it breaks yeah. your brain and you don't really have a conception of time anymore. Uh, but <laughs> it's like it's time well spent. Uh, mm-hmm. I think watching this i really do encourage people to watch it and like watch Agreed. another episode they're all on youtube so you can go watch them there um i think it's worth it yeah i had a lot of fun we, yeah. maybe we'll do another one someday who knows who knows uh, uh but i'm gonna watch more um and i would say an eight is um having a venus style steak it's the way that they do them on venus <laughs> but hold the fries, because I'm watching my calories. Uh, yeah. So this was this was a lot of fun. I and you know I'm glad we did that rather than you know talk for an hour and a half about the fucking chamber. Uh, yeah. No. But Morgan, let's talk about what happens next week. Yes. Let's. Well. Actually, next week is an episode we already did. So that makes <laughs> it a little bit eh, confusing. Um, next week's episode is Shark's Cove. Uh, ooh. Ooh, and it's a guest episode, a returning guest. Um, mm-hmm. So our Baywatch Wiki description is. Shawnee's friend, Debbie Kent, who is a beautiful Olympic hopeful... Why is that part necessary? Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Disappears after a savage shark attack and Eddie's brother, Bobby, arrives for a weekend visit. Where's Bobby? Oh, where's where's Bobby? Bobby? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Where's Bobby? (laughs) Uh, Do you see him? (laughs) There he
2: is.
1: (laughs) Um, Now, uh, the INDB description is... Shawnee's friend, Debbie Kent Is a student at UCLA That's never said No It's a student at UC Okay, so I guess she's a college student It's a student at UCLA Where Shawnee also attends college What? Hmm. No, no we never, never has that no. been addressed uh, Okay uh, Also well, Shawnee wears a UCLA shirt But that doesn't mean she's from She's going to UCLA Yeah Whatever call, And who's driven to succeed in her swim class By her bossy and demanding father Who refuses to associate Debbie With her surfer boyfriend Zach That's a weird sentence Yeah Debbie disappears later that night While swimming in the ocean Zach claims a shark attacked her Shawnee and Harvey investigate And soon suspect That Debbie may have faked her own death Meanwhile Eddie decides to visit his long lost—he's not long lost—schizophrenic older half brother Bobby at a halfway house. It's not a halfway house to clear up <laughs> this description. <laughs> to, to clear up the past with him, and invites him to the beach where the—I hate this word—I uh, disagree with this word—where the unbalanced Bobby mm. constantly gets into trouble. I highly disagree with that I uh, yeah. don't like the word unbalanced as a description there I, I'm saying it anyways but I mm-hmm. disagree with that highly now uh, Morgan would this be a good time to announce the unsanctioned pro thing or hell yeah do let's do it uh, now one more thing we want to announce is yeah something very exciting so Morgan and I decided our marketing tactics weren't weren't weird enough and we've decided. To sponsor the main event of a independent pro wrestling show, hell yeah! Specifically, unsanctioned pro uh, over in Ohio and Delaware, uh, run by an old friend of mine uh, from back in the day, back when we used to talk on message boards, back when people used to type on AOL or AIM <laughs> messenger in uh, size twelve Jokerman font with green text on red backgrounds because we uh. thought it was cool. Um, and you would learn all the words of Urban Dictionary before Urban Dictionary existed. <laughs> Those were the days. And you would learn about every single Jeff Rosenstock band, such as Arrogant Sons of Bastards. And um, what's the other one? Uh, it's, uh, 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 oh, Bomb the Music Industry. And yes, yeah. Jeff Rosenstock, a solo work. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, we are sponsoring the main event uh, the event is called bash at the fake beach mm-hmm. uh, which is very very exciting um and it will be streamed later on it will be available as an I, as a internet pay-per-view uh, we'll give more details close to then it is in uh, early August uh, so we'll, it will this uh, this episode comes out yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, this episode will come out end of July, so you know, um, you know, we'll we'll update you on then on how you can watch it if you want to watch it. It's going to be great, mm-hmm. it's lovely. We love supporting the arts. Uh, we love supporting mm-hmm. friends. Love supporting pro wrestling personally, uh, yeah. And love getting Baywatch out there. Uh, it's very very exciting, very very us. Um, and we may have some future plans uh, for something else related to this. Coming up very soon, um, our uh, In Between Seasons episode.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which, I was like, I don't want to be like, Morgan, here's the plans. What are the plans? What? You didn't (laughs) tell me. Like, this is a, this is, I co-host this. I don't run this whole thing. (laughs) It's all mine. I'm power hungry. Uh, My way or the highway. Um, So, yeah, uh, I encourage everybody to keep their ears And eyes, and maybe even mouths, open Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, Rawr, rawr. rawr, Morgan, (laughs) take us away.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School and also Where's Wally. Uh, If you want to find us on Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. What's our Where's Wally podcast name? Oh, man. Um...
1: I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Oh, I know what it is. I I, I, it's gonna be um um it's gonna be called "I'm with You Trash Old Bean." (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. That should be the episode name for this episode. Is "I'm with You Trash Old Bean"?
0: I'm so down. Okay. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode and you want to find us on Twitter, or hell, even if you didn't enjoy this episode. Uh, our show handle is <laughs> at Rookie School Pod. I'm at Morgan P. Thrap.
1: I'm at Snotsnet, S-N-O-T, Snit T S N I T.
0: We'll see you next week. And uh, just remember, a oh, whale's waller. A oh, oh, whale's oh, waller. A oh, whale's oh, waller. Did, did you see, see him? him?
2: There, there he is. He is.